0: Podcast, Cook, Eat, Nourish with me, Fiona Staunton of Fiona's Food for Life. I hope you've been enjoying the podcast up to now and I really would love if you could rate and review the podcast. It really helps me to spread the word. In today's interview, I will be chatting with Cathy White of Nurture Mum, a midwife who brings her business in the workplace and to other areas To women who are pregnant and in the early days after their babies have been born. Make sure you listen to the end to find out her top three tips. Hope you enjoy it. Hi Cathy, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Puna. Thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Would you mind introducing yourself to my audience? Sure, Um, I'm Cathy White, the founder of Nurture Mum. Nurture Mum is all about developing healthy lives during the first thousand plus days. Wow, okay. And what is your career to date? Well, what, what have you done to get here? I have a background in healthcare. I okay. started life as a nurse. I was then a midwife. Um, I did a masters in nutritional medicine um, and many years in the pharmaceutical sector, running patient support programs, preventative health programs. Great. And so why did you set up Nurture Mom? Because um, I'm truly fascinated about the early origins of health and disease. Um, and it's an area that's really untapped into. Mm. Um, and it's really just to promote this message translating the science which is there is an abundance into public health and um, And it's the space I belong in and it's sort of I'm on a bit of a mission to really start to tell it and really developing healthier babies Okay, fantastic. So What services do you offer or, or how does it work it at Nurture Money? So we take any opportunity we can to talk to the relevant audience So anybody who's thinking of having a baby in the future that could be in a couple of years it could be next year it could be now um, and we really bring that message in the workplace so we work with companies like LinkedIn and Microsoft we've done some lovely work with LinkedIn and they're big big organizations but we can also work with smaller ordi- organizations wherever there's an audience maybe five ten people who are interested in this subject and it's relevant to men and women we know more and more that men have a role in preconception health okay as well as more in terms of health and so, when you say we, it's all midwives. Is that correct? Um, it's me, and then I have a couple of associates, but they okay. would all have a very strong background in, um, some in healthcare, similar to my own background, but in dietetics or nutrition.
0: So, how does that work? So, you're in, you know, you're got married or in a busy workplace
1: how do they access it is it is it a one-off talk or is it how, how does it work um, so we would approach the workplace they would organize it and um, they would promote our messaging and when it is happening typically it's a seminar we would like to do a series of seminars okay. so we'd like to start with an offering preconception Um, And then throughout pregnancy, and you know, tips then for parents who are preparing for their new life to make it as easy as possible, making informed choice about feeding. And then we encourage parents or um, companies to bring back their employees, maybe when they're on maternity leave, at maybe three or four months, so that we can talk about best practice weaning. Um, And it also gives them an opportunity to build a network within their company or working place. Okay, that's fascinating. And there's other places, so you do it in, in
0: pharmacies as well? Yeah, so
1: really we're moving more and more into that space of actually educating the over-the-counter okay. staff so that when a mum or a lady or a person goes in and maybe they've been getting the pill for a year or two and then they say actually I don't need that part of the prescription okay. anymore. and then. The person in the pharmacy can say, oh, are you thinking of a pregnancy? And they can start to really educate maybe around folic acid and um, being a healthy weight before pregnant, etc. So the things that really get them off to a good start in terms of their pregnancy journey and the health of the baby.
0: So it's really an educational piece that you run for the pharmacist. Absolutely. So rather than an individual
1: calling into a pharmacy and getting to speak to you or anything like that. Absolutely. Yeah. We find that it works much better in groups. And a one-to-one, obviously, it's very... It can be very time taking, but we find that working in groups can be really supportive and collaborative. Like a recent session I did in LinkedIn, and um, there was about forty people at it. We were talking about preparing for your new life, as in these most of the audience were men and women they were pregnant. Um, and one of the employees stood up, a very shy lady, stood up and said that she had finally cracked breastfeeding on her third baby, but she was there if anybody wanted to support. Okay. So I just yeah. thought that was amazing. They've an amazing setup in LinkedIn. They've what we call PAL, parents at LinkedIn, so they have a very good infrastructure and network okay. for moms and dads.
0: Fantastic, okay. And so, um, am
1: I right in saying that you did a master's in nutritional medicine? Yes, I did, yeah. in Surrey University in Guildford. Tell me a bit about that. Um, it was amazing, um, and the one module that really stuck out was the one relating to pregnancy and early health. Um, and during that um, time, I came across the work of Professor David Barker who is probably the most renowned medical scientist of our time. I was fascinated with his work and his endeavors to understand how we develop healthy babies and healthy lives and reduce risk of childhood obesity, asthma, allergy, chronic disease later in life, including um, cardiovascular disease, stroke, etc. So I emailed him and asked him if I could travel to Southampton to meet him for a coffee. To my astonishment, he asked me to his house and um, for lunch, which was in the New Forest. The train went there once a week. Wow. Um, he was on the platform, I was on that train and um, he was just an amazing man. Asked me why I had traveled to Dublin, from Dublin to see him. Um, and basically, you know, I advised him that his work was amazing, but very little of it was in the public health arena. Yeah. Um, and I really wanted to be part of that messenger, part of the translator. Um, and he wished me the very best of luck, gave me one of his books, The Early Origins of Health, signed it and i went on my way and sadly he died suddenly just three mm-hmm. months later um but the good thing is i'm now in touch with his daughter who's professor of psychology in southampton also and um, and that has her contact and connection with professor david barker has really taken me around the world wow. um to Doha conferences which is the developmental origins of health and disease so it's david barker's legacy and um, most recently i was in australia last november just understanding again how What's the current evidence science telling us around health and pregnancy? Um, and I have big dreams for Doha in Canada in 21. Um, we'll keep it under wraps for the moment. No, I'm just going to say, tell me about it. <laughs> um, I, I have a big dream for something I'd like to do in Ireland in terms okay. of translating this work and doing something very meaningful in Ireland and showcasing then what we've done. So I have big okay. ambitious plans Great. for Canada 21. Wow, watch that space. Yes. Okay.
0: And so um, I was going to say what's next for you, but I suppose really that's, that's the next thing for Nurture Mum is this secret project, is that right? Or? Um, yes, I wouldn't say it's secret, but <laughs> there's a lot, you know, it's sort
1: of um, work in progress at the moment, but it's really a big dream and a vision. And in the interim, I will continue um, to support the workplace, um, Nurture Mum at work, um, Nurture Mum at pharmacy level, and then wellness events. I've spoken at Wellfest in the past. I've spoken down in Ballymaloo. Um, at their literary food festival and so I've done quite a lot of public speaking and I actually really enjoy that when you get a very interactive audience rather than the telltale yes. you get it interactive yes. um, and that's the space I belong and just waking up people to really realise what they can do to promote the health of their baby and indeed maternal health and reducing risk of complication in pregnancy. Okay mm-hmm. fascinating and so um,
0: I'm chatting to you today I suppose from the nourish side of things I do the cook, eat, nourish and uh it all begins at, at, at the very beginning. And I know I would talk uh, a fair bit about the gut microbiome and the, and the, the pregnant mother consuming fermented foods, etc., making sure her gut is in good health so that then the child can have a, have a good start. But I always ask the people who I interview, can they give me three tips to help improve the health of the nation from, from their angle? Sure. So what three tips might you give to people,
1: um, you know, looking to start a family? Okay. So, Pre-pregnancy weight for both mum and dad is really okay. important. So we're really looking at a body mass index of less than 25. Okay. Um, and that is one of the really important steps to take. And increasingly, we know that dad's weight influences, can okay. influence weight of baby. The second one is folic acid, at least 16 weeks before pregnancy. And the latest evidence, just I learned this in the last couple of weeks that we now take folic acid. The recommendation is throughout pregnancy.
0: Wow, okay, because I remember when I had both my children, it was
1: for the first three months was, was the guideline of the folic acid, yep. but now it's... it's... a recent update, very recent, okay. but it's to take folic acid um, throughout pregnancy. So, and there is increasing evidence around the need for some moms-to-be to take a higher dose of folic acid. Okay. So the recommendation is they continue to take the antenatal dose of folic acid right to 12 weeks and that everybody takes the lower standard dose of folic acid throughout pregnancy. And how about breastfeeding then? And it? then you continue, for breastfeeding mums they continue to take folic acid which reduces the risk of anemia in the mum. Okay, oh, very good.
0: So we have the weight, we have the folic acid, and what would your third one be? Kevin? Exercise. Okay. Yeah,
1: 150 minutes recommended per week. Um, okay. And I tell you, as a nation, if we could do that, even if mums could achieve two out of three, Three out of three is ideal. We would change some of our abysmal statistics we have around child and maternal health. And when you talk about that um, fitness and
0: movement, are you talking
1: all the way through pregnancy? Absolutely. Now, I'm going to start running marathons when you're pregnant, (laughs) but if you have been doing things and running and, you know, whatever you've been doing, most things you can continue during pregnancy. If you have considerations or concerns, obviously talk to your healthcare professional. But typically, the value of exercise in terms of maintaining a healthy weight gain during pregnancy, but we also know that the baby's heart health journey starts in pregnancy. So the more variability around the mum's heart rate, the better it is for the development of the new baby's heart. Okay. Mm, fascinating. Um, so one question I always ask as
0: well is, what would you choose as your last
1: meal? I would, would have to be an Indian. Okay. Yeah, I just love Indian food. I'm vegetarian. Okay. i Have been for a long, long time, um, so I just find it's sort of the most vegetarian-friendly food out there. And I, I just love it, and I love the spice and some dollop of yogurt on top of it and some fresh herbs. So that would be any particular one. Any particular like a, a sag or what type of Indian? A herb? Vegetable bula. Okay. Mm, mm. What's that one? It's tomato-based. Yeah. Um, and it's just divine. It can be made up of anything. Um, and I have my special location of a place in Dublin where it's my favourite and <laughs> I've been going for twenty years and they don't, don't even actually offer me a menu anymore. I right. like so that's we get it what's it called? The bo boona. I've to A vegetable buna.
0: Buna. Okay. I, I haven't looked into that one so I must yeah. check that out. Would you have anything to drink
1: with that? Yes it would, it would <laughs> whether I had my car or not <laughs> Well you're not going anywhere afterwards so <laughs> you don't <laughs> have to worry about your car. Yeah. So um it's would always enjoy maybe a glass of white wine with it. If not, I'm very happy with sparkling water with lots of lemon. Okay. And would you go for any desserts? Not a dessert person. Okay. No desserts, particularly not in an Indian restaurant. I mean, there's a couple of things, but I'm not really big into dessert. Okay. thankfully. <laughs>
0: would you mind telling my audience now how they can get in touch with you if they'd like to hear more about Nurture Mom? I think it's
1: definitely going to be a space to watch, but off you go. Sure. Um, so it's Cathy, with a K, at nurturemom.ie, and my contact number is 0862866149. And my website is NurtureMom.ie.
0: Fantastic. Thank you very much, Cathy, and best of luck.
1: Thank you so much for the opportunity. Great. To
0: Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode of Cook, Eat, Nourish. I'd be really grateful if you could rate and review this episode to help me spread the word. For more information, pop over to my website, Fiona's fionasfoodforlife.ie. Well, you'll find lots of recipes, tips, videos and blogs. Thanks a million. See you soon.